Welcome to the Learn, Move, Improve podcast. I'm your host, Dave Maloney. My mission with this podcast is to provide you with practical information on how to optimize your mind and body so together we can live a high-quality, pain-free, fully functional life. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to Learn, Move, Improve. Episode 15, Mobilizations, Part 2. I learned a lot this weekend. I was at a certification course, Movement and Mobility 102. I'm now a certified Mobility WOD, MWOD coach. And now I understand all of what I've been telling you more in depth. Now I have a better overall understanding of a greater assessment process to help people improve their function And I want to clarify because not everybody needs to do mobilizations. You don't have to. I'm not forcing you. I'm just giving you the information. And I'm grateful that I now have this information. And what mobilizations are, they're tools. They can help you feel better. And they want what what they're supposed to do and what they're designed to do is to get you into a better position. Because if you're in a better position, then you're going to have better function. And then if you have better function, you're going to have better output, more force, more power production, which means more strength, greater speed, um, greater life. It's going to feel better. Hello? That's what we're here for. You want to feel good. That's why you listen to this podcast. You want to learn, and then you want to move, and then you want to improve. And what do I always say? A pain-free, fully functional, high-quality life. That's what I'm here to do, and that's what I'm going to clarify a little bit more. So last time we talked about joint mechanics, sliding surfaces, and muscle dynamics. So I'm going to get a little more into that, and let's start off with joint mechanics. So a big part of why your joint may not function is because there's this thing called the joint capsule. And in every joint, it's like this fiber cartilage sac that holds kind of the joint in place, um, the bones that connect into the joint in place, and it gives the joint integrity. Well, the problem is, is if it's not functioning right, it can kind of be that hidden aspect and limit your mobility up to 50% of your motion. Uh, So you can be restricted up to 50%. That's huge. So if your joint capsule isn't um, gliding, sliding, articulating, and working the way it should, it's going to limit you. And so I'm going to get more in depth in how we fix this. Um, There's two methods. Um, One is called a distraction. And a distraction is when you're trying to distract and pull the joint away from itself and allow it to kind of get back into a better position so that's when you're going to use a band and let's say you're trying to improve hip flexion which means that you're trying to bring your thigh above your pelvis or at the bottom of your squat that's hip flexion or the bottom of your lunge so if you're trying to improve hip flexion and say the joint capsule is restricted you're going to pull put a band Um, and you're trying to distract it, you're going to need a band. So this distraction method, physical therapists and chiropractors do this on their own manually by using their hands and manipulating. They've been, we've been manipulating joints for a very long time, but the, the genius of this method is that 
Dr. Kelly Surratt is a physical therapist, and he said, well, why can't we just do that on our own? So that's where the band comes into play. So you wrap a band around your leg, you wind that thing up, and then you get in the position of restriction, which say it's your hip flexion. Say you get in the bottom of your squat and you feel a pinch, and there's an impingement. That's hip impingement. So what do you do? We're going to distract it, pull the femur, the bone in the thigh, out of the socket, and allow it to reset so it can glide and articulate and, and roll and so on and so forth better than it was before. So if you don't have an impingement, uh, the other way would be to approximate it, which means to essentially take it, take the femur and press it back into the capsule and force it to move a lot better in that capsule. So there's a several different techniques to do that. It's hard to explain over audio. I'm going to be posting more videos on it, but essentially you would be on a kneeling position and you're going to try and drive your femur into the back of your hip socket or if you're trying to work on your shoulder you're going to take your you're going to lie on your back and you're going to hold a kettlebell and drive the humerus the bone in the upper arm back into the shoulder socket to try and mobilize that hip capsule so that's that's the two ways to fix that kind of joint restriction i hope that makes sense so be uh on the lookout for some videos because it's a lot easier to understand in video but hopefully that makes sense to you moving on uh sliding surfaces so like like i was saying before the soft tissue should slide and glide and everything should be like perfect silk over top of silk and unfortunately they gets all tangled up and then it's like silk stuck in between steel springs and it's all globbed together and they're not moving um the whole basis around getting these sliding surfaces to move better kind of soft tissue mobilizing with a foam roller or a lacrosse ball or a soccer ball or a softball or whatever the tools may be the whole point of that is to tell the brain to desensitize the area and that there's no threat. So we load up the system by pressing down on it and we're trying to improve the function. Now, when you're doing that, breathing is a huge important, a huge aspect of importance. So if you're holding your breath and because it's so painful and you can't take a deep breath, your brain's still going to take that in as a threat. So you need to be able to, say you're rolling out your quads, you need to be able to get a full breath in there and a full breath out. Full inhale, full exhale. If you can't do that, your brain's going to say that's not normal. It's going to lock up and something is going to be compensated when you're trying to mobilize the tissues. So the key is to really get a big inhale, four seconds, contract, four seconds, exhale eight seconds real smooth working around trying to improve that area um, and there's other ways as well so that's the kind of you want to integrate that breathing contract and relaxing and a big thing that i realized is that so many people aren't breathing when they're doing mobilization so many people aren't breathing throughout daily life or they're not conscious of it you're not breathing when you're working out so if you're not breathing you don't own the position your brain still is going to be comp uh, locking up or perceiving it as a threat so if you're in if you're squatting and you're holding your breath and you're ah, ah, somewhere in the nervous system there's going to be compensation and that's even me myself 
Um, luckily, I got fixed up. I had a, some back pain a couple weeks, almost a month back, and it's because I wasn't, my breathing mechanics were off. So I went in and I saw a chiropractor, shout out to Dr. Kelly Velez out in Collingswood, uh, Active Life Project. If you ever need a good Cairo and you're in the South Jersey area, go see her, Um, you know, and she kind of said, you know, how's your breathing? And I didn't can correlate the two. And now I understand why you need to be able to take a full inhale and a full exhale, allow the diaphragm to do the work and allow the nervous system to act the way it's supposed to act. It shouldn't be under a threat because you're taking short, shallow breaths from your chest in through your mouth. Breathe through your nose, improve your breathing, and it's going to improve a huge part of your mechanics. Um, But back on to the sliding surfaces. So there's several different ways that there's pressure waving side to side. So again, say we're on our quads, contract, relax, going side to side, kind of smashing those tissues down as you're breathing smoothly. And then you can also try and do some type of flossing. So if you're smashing your quad, you can flex and extend the knee, trying to bring your heel to your butt and then straighten the leg. That's also contracting, relaxing, bringing some fresh blood flow to the area. The blood carries all the nutrients, the flush out, all that maybe, um, bad blood and get the lymph moving all the uh toxins out of the body and kind of stagnant liquid um so that's the kind of big way to fix those sliding surfaces be aware of your breathing um one thing i forgot to say so those long exhales that eight second exhale is huge because that's going to stimulate the parasympathetic nerve uh nervous system parasympathetic is that kind of goes all the way back um if you look at why yoga is very successful it gets people to relax and gets them in these stretching techniques or these static holds of these what i'm going to get to next these end ranges of motion and you're breathing in those end ranges you're telling your body everything's okay it's time to relax you don't need to get all hyped up right now you're not being chased by a tiger that's the sympathetic system you don't want that all day long you might want you're going to want that when you're working out but not when you're trying to fix motor control patterns and you're trying to work on some soft tissue sliding surfaces and joint mechanics you should have your breathing under control moving on so we got muscle dynamics as the final one here and like I was saying before, this kind of gets the brain involved. We're trying to get the brain to understand that, hey, this is the end range of where I want to be. I want to be able to get to this end range. This is my new end range. So the biggest thing is getting to end range and then getting into an isometric, which is your end range, saying your example Holding the bottom of a squat is a isometric at end range and whatever your end range is. Um, so you get to that end range and then you're breathing, breathing. So I'm holding, if I want to improve the bottom of my squat, I can get down in the bottom of my squat, get in the best position possible and then just simply breathe and then incorporate some contracting and relaxing. And as you relax, you're going to feel that, hey, my ankles are starting to unlock. My hips are starting to unlock. And being able to control that breathing in those positions is part, the huge part of improving your movement. Again, we want the best positions we can get into so we can function the best. And then 
create the most output from the nervous system to the musculature and then eventually get the results that we want. So take, let's take, let me give you another example. So like my ankles suck and I've been working on fixing my ankles for a long time and I never understood this aspect of it. My ankles have unlocked already in a week, probably by at least 15 to 20 degrees. They're not perfect yet. They're not fully functional yet. And I'm going to admit that because I'm telling you the honest truth. We're all human here. We all have things to fix. But if I get into like say a lunge position with my knee on the ground and I load my ankle up and trying to push my knee over my toes from that position, I'll take an inhale in, contract, squeeze, I'm squeezing my glutes, I'm squeezing my foot, I'm gripping the ground, four seconds, and then breathe out real slow for eight seconds. And I'll feel is that all this neural tension built up from my brain locking everything down, it'll release. And then my knee will go a little bit further because my ankle is just loading a little bit more. Or if I'm trying to work on my hip and I'm trying to push my hip out to the side. Or I'm in pigeon stretch and I'm trying to loosen up my hip. And it's really tight. I'll take that big breath in, contract, and then breathe out. Trying to get in the best position, getting the brain involved, getting the nervous system involved, getting that to kind of shut off and get to understand that this is my new end range. I need to get here. I need to be in this position, but you also need to be able to calm down to get there. So those are the more in-depth part two of mobilizations. Um, If you have any questions, always feel free to reach out. Uh, mobilizations are awesome. You have to practice them. Take these tools, try and integrate it um, in your workout, in between sets, uh, at nighttime, right before bed, whenever you can fit it in your day, um, on your lunch break, when you wake up in the morning. I mean, what it all depends on what works for you, but integrate some mobilizations because you're going to feel how change occurs. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time, but start working on your tissues, start working on your joint mechanics and add that muscle dynamic by letting the brain connect to the body, getting some contract, relax at end range. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope I was able to shine some light on today's topic. Remember, keep learning, keep moving, and never stop improving. One love, everybody. For more information on how to connect with me, work with me, or come to one of my group classes, check out my website, movementandmobilizations.com. Also check out my Instagram, David Michael Maloney, or send me an email. I'm always open to answer any questions and lend a helping hand. Movementandmobilizations at gmail.com. Thank you very much. I look forward to hearing from you.